on the viewpoint. In a matter of 10 years after leaving matric at Southern College's East London Top Boys School, Pindima Dubela, Moby Dixon, Mobin Dule, as well as Mtaolang and Gonzo, have gone on to entertain the world's stages. We're talking about America to Australasia to the Middle East, all the way right through to here in Johannesburg, Cape Town. And if it was still around, they would have done so too at Konapoget in East London. <laughs> Come on. Good evening, Pindi. How are you? Uh, I'm fine, sir. How are you? Fine, thank you. Don't have to call me, sir. We're no uh. longer in uniform now. <laughs> Mabi, how's the brother? Super rocking, man. Moby Dixon. Talanga? Atsum. Indeed. Atsum, <laughs> for those who don't know, was the roll call call for Hostel Boys, Fort Nort. Norton House boys would say Atsum when Songhezo, as their prefect, would call out their names. Oh, gosh. And was seldom in a position to do that because there was always a Clarendon Girls' Connaught House <laughs> finalizing whatever it was that he was doing. And he was ostensibly going there to deliver what we called hand mail. Oh, my oh. goodness. Throwback. <laughs> we used to, we used to, these guys used to write letters yes. to the girls and then send us like the new boys or the standard sixes to deliver oh, the deliver. letters. <laughs> so there, there, were, there were no phones, no SMSs. Excuse so me. hand mail every five o'clock. We used to go to Corded House and deliver. We're talking about 1999, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I was in Senate 7. I was in no position to be sending anybody letters for handmail purposes. <laughs> yeah, I was so, a nerd. Sam was a late bloomer. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I've more than caught up. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Pindi? Yes, sir. Yo? I'm going to play Yes, we're on air. Pindi, we part ways in 2002. Yeah. You go on to... Slowly find your feet yeah. at a boys' school. Obviously, it takes yeah. time to do that. Yeah. But when you leave and matric, you are the go-to guy for entertainment. Yeah. Cultural week, sing-song, yeah. and things in between. You were always entertaining guys, yeah. dancing and shaking your booty like Beyonce and doing all those things. <laughs> Let me... You know where I got that from? Tats. Aibo. Okay, we'll got get there. I got, no, I got that from Tats. Like, that's where... What you said about me... That was Tats in, in Matric. Am, am I lying? It was, actually. I'm listening to what you're saying. I don't yeah, know. No, he was, he was in terms of singing. Um, when, whenever you thought of, 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 of a good time at school, it was him. Not like much Ivan. It was just like bringing a vibe. Sure. Whatever environment. Yeah, that was, for me, that was Tats. And I was like, yo, I like this guy. And I remember Tats, I think it was, yeah, I was in grade nine. It was outside the hall. I remember giving him giving me some speech of like, yo, you're talented, yada, yada, fish paste. Yeah, years later, we're here. <laughs> in Taolanga, you served inspiration for I am PH. Uh, no. Swear. Do you know what I remember? Like, PH has always been amazing. But, and I don't, as an artist, I don't use that word lightly. Because I remember when I was in matric or grade 11, he used to dance. Yeah. But you see, like, crumping. Before we knew Crumping, I don't know where he got it from, but every time he danced, I was like, yo, man, this guy is amazing. So every time I used to see him at break, or see, I used to be like, Jaiba, what did you like? I used to do that. But I respected what he did. Yeah. As an elder, I, w- I was literally entertained by him. So that's, if I ever spoke to him, it was because I was genuinely like, yo, man. But on your own, you were quite the dramatics guy. Midsummer Night's Dream. 2001 yes. with Mrs. Pratt. Yes, that's we won't right. talk about Jacqueline. Oh, gosh. And she was a lovely lady. She was a lovely lady, Jacqueline Pratt. It's a daughter sure. to Mrs. Pratt. You win the school's dramatic prize for the role you played in the Mint Seminite's dream as Quince Bottom. Yes. 
That's Tell us right. about that because that was the experience, or rather, that was the performance that basically made everybody notice right. your artistic flair. I think yeah, because only when you get like older on in the years, you get those parts. So I was fortunate enough to get it like grade eleven, grade ten, and then I kind of went into full bloom in terms of the drama. Like I really, dude, I used to look so forward to drama practice and rehearsals, and I was really like, I only joined choir in matric. Oh, wow. And it's one of my regrets because I remember when we did choir, I roped Pila in, I roped Maluande and Disana in, like three of the most random dudes. Mm. And I remember that I stayed for it because I think we brought a certain flavor that yeah. the choir never had. Some so closer. Paxton, yes, yes, I remember. Paxton had us singing, dude. We were so huge. <laughs> he made us sing Gangsters Paradise, dude. That's amazing. A matric all boys mm. choir. Oh, yeah. Then Sevilla were rapping, ripping off our shirts, the whole choir. It was like a gangster. And I think it would never would have happened if that flavor never... Quick like, question on that. Did you guys win the gold at Ice Oh, well, we didn't. Eh? Uh, Paxton... Well, I did. And I was singing <laughs> Jan Pirovit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. We'll come back to you, gentlemen. Mabin Tuli. Yes, sir. If I am honest with you, you are the surprise package. Yeah. But <laughs> I was listening to you on Umklobo Wenen a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And you just sailed under the radar. You are the one oak who went mm. from Selborne. I think it was Damelin, it was. Yeah, yeah. You went and did sound engineering. Yeah. And mm. at the time, you were doubling up as a bodybuilder as well. That's right. <laughs> I was just about to say. That's right. <laughs> I say surprise package, yeah. not because your talent could never have taken you there, but you never exhibited any of mm. the showmanship at school mm-hmm. that at least the guys flanking you were. No, I think at school, I was very much the underdog, you know? Um, which which often comes out. I mean, in me even today, you know, uh, like you said, I just sail under the radar. I just keep doing what I do, and the passion for for, for the art was always there. And <laughs> while Otats were busy on stage and chasing Ice Deadfords and stuff, during break time we were doing ciphers, you know, and beat and beatboxing, yes. beatboxing in the corridors. <laughs> I was that guy who was. You know, guys, let's 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 beatbox, let's whatever, and we'd, you know, b-boy even, we'd, yes, even right. b-boy. We would in the we would find the smoothest smoothest surface. In yeah, the, there was that corner, that one corridor where we used the smoothest. We would do the do, do the b-boying and, and stuff. So yeah, man. I mean, it was there. It was always been there. One hundred six point one FM in Bombela. Viewpoint 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songez Omapepe on SAFM. It's not Songez Omapepe, it's Tatsun Gonzo, it's Moby Dixon, it's DJ PH, three men from Selborne College in East London. Palma Vertuti, and I know they know what that means because Kevin Taylor had an assembly every year for 40 years on what Palma Vertuti means yes. in Latin, a reward. There we go. I there even we... made a song called Palma Vertuti. Tell yeah. us more about that. Yeah. And actually on my first album, That's my very first album... Club Culture. Club Culture, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah my, my, label, my label is called Dancer's Culture, my first label. And my album was Club Culture. The first and song was Palm of a Tutu. Featuring, wow. Kev- featuring Kevin Taylor, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Who sang? Did someone no. sing on it? No, there was no vocal. No, no vocal. What okay. was the motivation? Reward to the brave, Nj. Reward is to the brave. That's what happens when you have a comedian. He just takes over. <laughs> Ntalanga and Moby, you guys leave the college first between the three of you. Okay, well, between the four of us, I left first, but I was pretty much nothing. 
Yeah, that's oh, true. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you've grown amazing. <laughs> Fellow South Africans, I think this is a good time to call. Let's just interrupt this. 891 I'm taking a beat down on my own show. It's SAFM Viewpoint in conversation with Moby Dixon, DJ PH, Tatsun Konzo. Any question you've ever wanted to ask of them at a human level, never mind the stars that they are, and they are great stars, what were they like at high school? Ask them a question, and if they lie, there are three other guys here who are going to correct <laughs> yeah. that lie. So be very sure they're going to be candid about things. And Tawilanga, yes. your first experience or exposure and sort of proper stardom now was your being in the top ten of idols. Yeah, That yeah, was 2004 yeah, yeah. or 5. Oh, yeah. that, it was 2004. Because, yep. I mean, when I came to Joburg, bro, I did everything. Because coming off kind of the high of school in terms of inter- uh, drama and mm. theatre... When I got to Joburg, it was like, you open a newspaper, there's an audition here. There's a competition here. There's a Yamaha songwriter. So I was like this wide-eyed artist entering all the things. Idols took me a year to get into. And then I think I got kicked out top 12. Top 10. Top 10. When they were cutting it down. You were in the top 10, dude. I was watching. And it was painful. (laughs) It was painful, but it was a big lesson. Like, it was one of those. What was the lesson? I remember standing in the queue when I first went to audition for idols and everyone around me was like practicing, you know, people who aren't shy, just like rehearsing yeah. and warming up. And I remember standing there and it hit me that yo man, everybody wants to sing. And something in me was like, so it's God. And I was, I think I was studying advertising. So my advertising brain immediately went, everybody wants to do this thing. So this career of mine has to be, how do I differentiate myself? I think that's the biggest lesson I learned from idols. So my first audition, I auditioned with my own song. And you know, that's like, that's a, very yes, risky. they always go, ooh, ooh. but I was confident. I was like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to stick out, I have to take those kind of risks. I made it through. When we were in the group rounds, I remember they said, pick a song. I remember I went to an all girls group. And then, because the guys choose the guy's song, and I chose a girl's song, and I ended up with like a group of four girls, and we were amazing. But I, it was like, who's that guy in the, in the girls' group? So, yeah. idols taught me very early that in, stick out. You stick have out. to stick yeah, out. Yeah. You have to be intentional, not just because you're good, but you have to make like those kind of decisions, those not sneaky moves. It, I guess it's streetwise moves of yes, I'm good or as good as them, but I'm going to be seen over there as opposed to over there. Yeah. Moby Dixon, the last time you and I conversed properly was when I nearly gave you detention for coming late. <laughs> <laughs> Only for you to point out to me, you, this is what you said. In Donangawa, that was the first bell because the second bell hasn't gone. And as soon as you had said that, the second bell rang. So, <laughs> not only was I wrong, he, he owned me. He owned me. This is now 2002. And I was manning the gate in Lucan Road. Sorry, in Dawson Road. But you then started bodybuilding in East London while studying mm. sound engineering. Tell us about the trajectory leading up to City Reigns 2014. Mm, actually, I, I started bodybuilding at school. At school, actually. yeah. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, I started nine matric. Uh, yeah, I think started competing in matric. Who was bullying you that you went to do bodybuilding? It wasn't on offer at school. Name and shame. Yo, 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 yo. Do you I know it wasn't me, names? so name and shame. <laughs> 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 Who was it? Name and shame. No, there's a couple. There's Ooh. a couple. Don't look at me, bro. I was the one running away. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I don't want to mention names. Right. But, but, I mean, um, as the guys would know, I was kind of that uh, rebellious cat. And 
the older guys, you know, didn't like me because I would, I would stand up, I would stand up to them and I wouldn't take shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take nonsense <laughs> from the gentleman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so I, I got into a lot of altercations, especially with the older guys. Uh, but obviously they were bigger than me and so they would, you know, mess me up. So this got to me. I was but like, you are a how, solid frame right now. I mean, know. you could play a Springbok yeah. Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So I was like, okay, in order for me to, to, to stand up for this, to these guys, I have to kind of be able to fight, fight back, you yeah. know, and I have to be strong. So I got to train. And so concurrent with that was your music out. career that you mm. were pursuing in doing sound engineering at Damelin in East London. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, so, I mean, uh, after my trick, I, I, I went to Dublin. I studied uh, IT uh, in networking. And then from there, I got a bursary in TUT. Um, I went to go further study my, my IT. That's when I got to see the industry. Because throughout, you know, high school and throughout um, these studies, I was already uh, doing beats, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was already putting out songs. Uh, I started DJing then, in, in, in when I got to, jo- to to Pretoria, and that's when the, really the interest to take this as a career came 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 about, you know. Um, and 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 then yeah, I, I did something that I'm not really proud of, you know. I dropped out. I dropped out of uh, the, the TUT qualification uh, to then pursue sound engineering. And um, yeah, that's when I really decided to take. In the grander scheme of things, where you are now, why wouldn't you be proud of that? Because it has enabled you to be the person you are now. But it's not something I would encourage, you know, for anyone, for any kid out there, you know. Uh, I would really encourage if you start something, finish it. Even if um, I wanted to do that sound engineering, Uh, if I look back now uh, with a more mature mind, I'd say I could have completed the the IT qualification and then go on and do the and do the sound engineering. Yeah, it, it, it's also yeah. something I preach as well. Just a kid might say, oh, I want to learn this. I'm just like, yo, we're in school? Okay, let's go learn. Let's go learn. Mm. Uh, because yeah, most of the things that <clears throat> that I apply today, whether it's marketing or whatever it is, it's stuff that I learned in school. Mm. Uh, obviously, adding street smarts and whatever, you know, and stuff that you learn in the street, but the fundamentals were mm-hmm. from the four P's of marketing. Who was your favorite teacher? Four principles. Um, God bless his soul. Ooh, yeah, Mr. Midlane. Mr. Jay Midlane. Midlane and Jeff Fetting. Mr. Fetting is oh, alive yes. and kicking. Good. Yes, 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 yes. Moby? No, Mr. Monet Mfundisel, please. Lamin is easy, Mr. Bongani Monaf. Matt's teacher, yes. head of department right now, might yes, I add. Yes. Who I bumped into at a club. It was the, it was the greatest <laughs> thing, but what's that place opposite KFC in East London? When it came yeah, Papa Culture, Park Culture, Park 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 upstairs. Yeah, Park Culture. That's guys. And you know, when you're club, no, 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 no. You don't speak no ill of your teachers. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not my granddad. We hang out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to say that. Talk equations and everything. Let's talk about the achievements. Hang on a second. There's a voice note that we want to play just before we get there because my producer is telling me this conversation is hot. Let's listen to this voice note just to get things going even spicier. Oh, tell me, so I used to hate Indwan as a cell phone. <laughs> and I remember there was like this kind of competition when we did art with Miss Frenstein uh, in one of the galleries. I think it was called. Belgravia, not the Belgravia, the other one. I can't remember the name now. It was, I think it was 97 or something like that. 
And really, it was a, a thing for us, the guys from the township, from Kosi, Yabonasi, Tangan Village, that these lighties, we must show them. Because we used to watch them playing rugby there in that field. Nice flat field, with, with which we didn't have such things, my brother. Thanks anyway for the show. It was not like a bad hate or something like that. Thank you. I love it. Hi, uh, good evening, guys. This is Kaba from the Eastern Cape. I just want to know from Tats, um, how important is, is it to um, to study towards drama and comedy? You know, I'm asking this because, you know, I would always be told by people that I'm naturally funny, but I, I never took my, myself seriously uh, regarding maybe studying drama and doing all sorts of things and be a comedian and stuff like that. How important is, is it to study and uh, sort of sharpen your skill of uh, maybe standing in front of people and become funny? Yeah, this is Klaba from the Eastern Cape. Thank you. Thanks, Klaba. Tawalanga, response to Klaba? Mm, that's a hard one. Uh, I don't know about about uh, the, the gents to my right, because comedy isn't... Um, it's something that you you can learn the techniques of comedy mm. in terms of like the mechanics of a joke like a joke is one two three punchline or how to tell stories but you have to have the stories it has to be inside of you and natural. then you apply the techniques yeah. so it's a difficult one to say study if you want to be a comedian i think the first thing that has to happen is you have to believe that you have it inside of you and then if that be true someone can come alongside you and actually teach you how to hone it teach you listen you talk too fast or don't tell them this first here's how do you make people like you build suspense so all the techniques you can always teach but i think for me my brother my thing to you would be do you have it inside of you because when you start comedy there's going to be a lot of people who tell you you don't and I, it was it happened to me. I entered a, a competition. So you think you're funny? Mm. When David I was Gow. David Gao, when I was eliminated, Bunu, yes. David, who I love, when I was eliminated, David told me I'm not a comedian. Like he told me, he was like, you know what, you very fu- like you because I used to play guitar and sing. sing yeah. And he was like, late you know, nine years with Loisa Gola. No, yes, but that I came later. That. But when I was a young comic. The god of comedy was like, you know what you should do? You should do music and then be like Robbie Williams. I think he mentioned Robbie Williams, who's a very kind of charismatic guy who sings funny in between sets. But if I didn't believe I had it inside me, because I didn't believe him, even as he was saying it and the cameras are on me, I'm like, yeah, no, I hear you, but whatever. Do you know what I mean? That is an important So, button. And that nobody gave me that. That it's is an important but yeah. No one can write terms for your life for yeah. you. Nobody. Mabindul. Let's talk mm. about City Rants because hey. you had been in the music industry for a bit up until then. Yeah, but man. that song and the accolades that came with it mm. and the stardom that you suddenly commanded, it was huge. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a gradual, you know, build up, you know, towards that moment, you know, where I had faced many challenges, you know, trying to break in, you know, many doors being shut in my face. Um, but, you know, the passion just made me persevere through it all you know and i remember in 2012 2013 um and i was back home in east london you know have, after having 
failed basically you know uh, in my journey coming to Joburg uh, coming back home empty-handed I had to basically rebuild rebuild myself as a person um, and the music kept me going through that process and that's when I actually created this whole album you know of tribal soul um, uh, of which uh, City Reigns was in and uh, yeah I mean I mean it, it was it was really a great 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 moment a great turning point and uh, the numbers that it did and the history that it made and uh, what it did for, I think, for the house music genre as a whole at that moment, at that time, um, I think hip-hop was coming quite strong. Mm. Um, and, 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 and the tilt, the, the balance has really shifted strong. And I remember City Reigns was like championing like house music and basically representing house music in that period um, together with, uh, you know, a couple of other songs. Um, and now today it goes down as you know one of uh, the classics of the modern day you but know, a, house, a real house classic era. come a real on classic. did you yeah. see how studio was alive when we were playing that at the beginning <laughs> yeah, of this hour so yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> no man it's really it's really great it's really great and you wore a check suit a scotch suit <laughs> to the summers standing next to Kanyumba. Well, i remember that oh that's it oh my goodness yeah what, what was it uh, definitely one of the best best sets of my life wow you're looking yeah, good that definitely ph in a suit you count <laughs> among your colleagues and contemporaries mm -hmm. dj black coffee and you share time with without having to ask for signatures like most of us would do mm. with p diddy combs hey hey you're a big man <laughs> <laughs> you know you know that thing was so strange uh it hit me three months later when i was chilling on my couch watching uh, i think one of these music channels that yeah man I think it was him and, and Biggie in a thing. I was like, yo, I spoke to this guy and like like you said, shared time with this guy. And rewinding back to the occasion, we were at some secret party of his, which starts at like 6 a.m. Uh, yeah. It starts at 6 a.m. <laughs> 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 yeah, it started at 6 a.m. That's the time we did War Cries the day before. <laughs> yeah. It starts at 6 a.m. after another party. Um, in fact, after all the parties have closed everyone goes to his house mm. if if you get the invite um anyways get. and you got the invite we were with coffee oh, luckily yeah luckily we were with coffee so i built so yeah we were in his house um got to speak to the man um yeah what an amazing bit of energy uh and not about oh, okay this is oh oh you are so and so okay nice to meet you man what do you do this that and the other and yeah man him paris hilton all these superstars were there normal in the in the most chilled environment not and not running away from mm. remind me to take yeah. a picture with you when we are done with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the guy who knows the guy who got into the party Tawilanga, yes. i'm just looking at your resume here. switzerland montreal comedy festival you were doing something very recently in los angeles cnn african voices you featured Come there on. music zanzi magic give me <laughs> that boom, Zanzi. We are the tanda now. Hey, you know, it's a lot, man. You know, you've done a lot. You've got a proper resume, I, and you're still that same child from M Tanzania. Yeah, who was neighbors to African Obongos. Oh my, I my daughter. Rest in peace, <laughs> my boy. No, but I treated. I really do treat it like the same way that I treated Joburg when I arrived. The same way I treated high school. I just eat everything that I that I think I'm. I can do. You know, like I think the biggest thing as an artist, I don't know if it's a, if it's comedian specific, and maybe you guys can back me up or or uh, fight me. Self awareness is is the most important thing. 
because when you're in your room and you and you are mm. trying to create magic, mm. you have to number one know what the standard is out there. Like you have to know, like who's the best DJ, who's the best comedian, who who's the new guy that's got the hottest joke. You have to you have to know the standard before you start playing. And lots of guys don't know the standard and they just think they've got what it takes. And then when it's time for game time, they're like, yo, I completely misread how good people are. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, and so, and so for me, it's the biggest thing is that self-awareness. And then it's if I'm good enough, engage. And if I'm not, which is harder for artists in South Africa, wait, get better. Don't let them see you when you're at 70%. Rather do a thing and then they go, yo man, where's this guy been? Yeah. Then you get a chance to tell your story of, I went back home like Umabi. You know, nobody probably knows this story. They just see City Reigns, but it's like City Reigns had to come mm. with him going home. Yeah. That I can imagine that call, that Mama Ndiabuya. People don't talk about those stories, but those are the stories that make us, that make us be able to make the magic. So, that's how I treat everything. I don't take every opportunity, but I make sure everyone I take, I can give it my best kind of shot. Your eyes betrayed some of the emotions as Mtolong was talking about you going back to East London, Mabi. Mm. But you've had some successes yourself, great successes. You've played in the Middle East, all over Africa, and in the UK as well. Yeah, yeah, man. How have you been received? What is it like playing to a different audience who, at a social level, are completely different to you? But yet, once you start playing your music, yeah. you've got them eating out the palm of your hands. It's really great, man. It's really an awesome, awesome, awesome feeling. The power of music and us getting to experience it, you know, on, on, on a weekly basis. Uh, it's really amazing, man. Uh, even even here, you know, um, weekly, what we see, you know, how people uh, enjoy themselves, the different cultures we have yeah. uh, here, you know. Uh, it's really a humbling experience going out there and you're seeing that music just unites everyone and and it's it's like a a, a place of refuge a place of of um, happiness for people yeah um, sorry sorry for me yeah just to touch on what uh tat said sure. of, of doing research nama was granted the opportunity to do like a european tour Come on, and even man. in the states as Come well. on. and and it's that thing of like if you don't do your research you're going to Mm. flat on your face it'll you be know? your first and last tour yeah. Mm. Yeah. essentially you know yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those opportunities that it's either you hit or you miss and uh, recently you were in Houston, Texas yeah so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah this year was the year to go research what they do that side uh -huh. next year then we're, we're normal indeed <laughs> <laughs> same applies to every other place I've been to uh, I first invested to go see what it is that they do there and then we I add my own flavor and then knock it out the park you know mm. um yeah again ibiza i'm in a room where there's calvin harris kathy Guetta, whatnot and there's Dalai Lamna, and i see the day after and their snaps these guys are losing their minds yeah. you know and uh, it's, it's a, the crazy part there's a, there's a guy called tiny temper um after i was done playing i was like yo man i don't know who you are um if you are around on Wednesday, I think it was the Monday. On the Wednesday, he's like, "Come and play at my party." I've Can never saying that to you. Yeah, I've never heard someone play like you before. Come, I don't know what, how mm -hmm. my team. Is but you play. have that, bro. Ph yeah. Ph has that bro. that thing that I saw bro. when I was at school. He he dances, he plays music, but he he does add himself. Like he's also one of the guys who hasn't changed, even though 
Do you dance when you no. DJ? <laughs> so people don't know that you can do nah, those things. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> don't think I can do that anymore. Like PH, PH, he's a refreshing, like he's part of the thing, but I can see why Fresh, like Fresh raves about you, bro. Like I know DJ Fresh is one of those guys who is unashamedly always empowering people who he thinks are dope. God bless them, man. And he, he names PH as one of his radio sons because PH is fre- like you... Yeah. <laughs> you play the stuff that those guys play, but you you dope, my friend. Thank you very much. Yeah. Till this day, yeah. gentlemen, we could sit here and have a long oh, conversation, and but for time, this is your only saving grace. I was going to insist you sing the Serbian war cry, but because I just need to feel relevant, and because you guys laughed at me at the fact that mm. I sang Jan Pirovit to win, and I stepped yes. with gold with special mention Come with on. Mrs. Atri and Mr. Paxton. And, and, Pirovit, and I'll sing it again. Jan Pirovit, Jan Pirovit. It's 21.44, the Salbonians are out. Mtawalanga, one joke, one joke. I'll tell you a joke. Guys, on the 14th of June... I'm at the Guild Theatre in East London. Uh, Tickets are at Compute Ticket. Funny. Please come through. <laughs> I want to make jokes in front of my townspeople. I'm at the Guild Theatre, 14th of June. Tickets at Compute Ticket. The show's called Cancelled, so I don't think it's cancelled. It's just called Tatsuanzo is Cancelled. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that was a wet joke. That's God and duty for you. By the way, and for the record, we did invite Salbonians to call. Not a single one called. They're a bunch of losers, as Figel and Balula would say. It's 2145. It's time for the paper. 14th of June. It's time for the paper. Put it in. <laughs> it's time for the paper.